0: hello everyone and welcome to episode two attack of the clones our star wars special continues i'm clone trooper zinger
1: i'm sam ellie
0: nobody's gonna get that but if you do tweet at us
2: <laughs> i'm rob rob binks
1: Ugh.
0: all right so we have moved on to the second episode of star wars I guess before we get really into this, Ellie actually had a great idea. Ellie, if you would like to present your idea to us.
1: I just thought it would be kind of fun um, to mention kind of your... It doesn't have to be in order, but just three moments or scenes or whatever it is from the movie that you think were memorable or you really liked.
0: So, do you want to do you do your three or do you want to each do one? I guess, Ellie, start. You, you knew your three. We'll, we'll just do it that way.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, one thing I loved, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about later in more detail, but mm-hmm. the, the Jedi fight scene in the arena, hands down one of my favorite parts of this movie, by far. Um, the throw-in to the, the like hologram of the Death Star plans. Oh, yes. Definitely like that little schnibbit in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, the seismic charges. Oh, interesting. I, I liked the sound effect. I just liked everything. Oh. Yeah, it was so cool. I, I thought if that was really neat. If you have a
0: sub or a surround sound system, that was really impactful.
1: <laughs> but those are kind of the three three moments that I, I liked. I thought were fun.
2: Awesome. Um, My three moments, the arena. I could name three moments just from the arena fight that I liked, but I'm just going to say the whole arena fight from, like, them going into their failed execution, to the Jedi coming in, to the chase scene afterwards. Like, that whole sequence was terrific. Um, another scene, this is really stupid, but just one of my favorite parts of the movie when uh, Obi Wan's in the bar and there's like a space drug dealer selling him death sticks and uh you don't want to sell me dust sticks
1: yes i love
2: that one (laughs) i don't want to sell you dust sticks. said i mind trick he's like you You want to rethink your life (laughs) you want to go home and rethink your life i want to go go home home and rethink rethink my my life
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was great
2: um number three uh, um number three when obi-wan jumps out of the freaking window (laughs) After just the so after the assassin like, droid, un- so unexpected, he just boom. All
0: right, my three, I think would of course be the, um, the the the, the arena battle, just the whole you know from. So we got
1: three for three on that. Yeah, one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously,
0: there's a going theme here from when they're brought in to fight the monsters to I guess the end where they're leaving. With the cl- I mean, not not saying that everything after that's bad, it's just that that part I really liked. Um My other one, and this is kinda weird. The end of the movie actually.
1: The wedding or No, 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 no. Well, that's, that's no, the
0: with, end of uh, the movie, so hold on.
2: Palpatine uh, po- and everyone standing Where Yoda's the-
0: discussing. Where Yoda, Windu, and um, Obi-Wan are discussing, and it goes to Palpatine and all of them standing over the clone army, and it's like the war has begun.
2: And they start playing the Imperial March music. Yes,
0: yes, I, I actually enjoyed that, because it, it was moment. like, you know, a build-up to like, whoa, well, what's going to happen next sort of thing, because I remember when, you know, when I always watch that, it's like this build-up to, there's a war about to happen, which, I mean, a TV series does, co- two TV series i have covered it, but kind of get skipped over when we're talking about just the movies. And I guess for my last one... You know what? I kind of enjoyed the over-the-topness of the Coruscant um, chase. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm including the duel with Dooku in the arena scene. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess that's spam. But yeah, the, the, the speeder chase at the beginning of the movie is <laughs> kind of cool. It's got some over-the-top stuff in it. So, yeah, cool. those are all three. And, um... I guess we're going to skip the overview, because, I mean, we did the last time, but since we're going to be discussing the plot immediately afterwards, I feel like...
2: Here's an overview. Political hoo-ha, love story, fight.
0: That's oddly accurate. (laughs) So, here's the plot, and this was me taking notes during the plot, so... If I may, give me one second. This movie's a mystery? Question mark who's trying to kill padme question mark where is this mystery planet and who erased it from the archives and why question mark who's this bounty hunter question mark who ordered the clone army question mark who is cypher ds i'm gonna stop saying question mark <laughs> <laughs> who is cypher ds how do they fall in love no seriously how do they fall in love who's tyrannis
1: who is Tyrannus?
0: Well, I mean, we all obviously know it, but I'm just like was writing these as it was going. because There was no real sense of stuff in this. Uh, this love story is awkward. That is not a question. That was just a pure statement written down by me while watching this movie. So going to, so going to tattooing for Anakin was okay to disobey that order. But then when his master's impossible trouble on Geonosis and Mace Windu tells him, don't go to geonosis his automatic response is oh i'm not going there so then padme forces him to go there by going there herself i just don't understand why he disobeyed one order but then when he was given another order he was fine with it seriously why does count dooku like tell him his entire master plan i understand christopher lee was a bond villain but why does he do the bond villain thing by telling obi-wan his entire master plan
1: where's the tank with the sharks
0: I, exactly. I mean, he should have been <laughs> sitting there in that stasis field above a tank of sharks. <laughs> exactly. And that yeah, he mi- should have
2: burned Jar Jar Binks and a wicker man at the end. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: you're right. He wasn't that. Ugh. That's basically the summation that I got from jotting down notes while I was watching the movie just based on the plot.
1: Lots of questions.
0: Yes. I, I don't know. It's just Star Wars for me has never been a mystery. Yeah. And there was a lot of mysteries in this movie. I mean, yes, I know a lot of answers to these questions, but within the context, it doesn't really answer a few of these.
2: In Anakin's defense, I mean, maybe he just wanted to save his mom more than he wanted to save Obi-Wan.
0: We'll talk about that later. (laughs) So that's kind of a very weird and summed-up plot overview. Um, So some new characters were introduced in this movie. Of course, new actors were introduced. Hank Christensen, of course, playing the older now Anakin Skywalker. Um, you have Count Dooku slash Darth Tyrannus, played by Christopher Lee, who is a former Jedi Master who's kind of turned to the dark side and has become Sidious's new Padawan. You also have the cloners on Kamino, and another character that I think is... Um, pretty important I got introduced is Django Fett because apparently all of the clones were based off of him. And that is also and that Boba Fett. And
1: he wanted a untouched.
0: Unaltered clone. Yes. Clone. Which is Boba Fett. Right. Well, I've got an interesting character who else enjoyed the presentation and the presence of master cypher DS. Who thought that that character was just such a great character to have in a movie? Does anyone know who Cypher Diaz is within the context of the movie? He's a very important character if you forgot. He's the one that orders the clone troopers.
1: Right. And just going in and watching that movie, I for the first time I remember going, "Who?"
0: Yeah, what? I <laughs> I just it kind of struck me as odd that there's this character that they talk about
1: that should be pretty important
0: that you don't really you don't really learn much about him aside from the fact that he died. Right. And then he ordered a clone army. Does anyone... It's just... I don't know. That's just weird to me. That, that character was kind of omitted. Right. Well, from being fully, more fully explained. Like I said, that was one of my questions was who ordered the clone army? Wait a second. who? Cypher Diaz? Right. All right. So those are some of the character. I mean, the newer characters that got introduced, of course. We have Hayden Christensen as Anakin, who... I mean, this is the first time we're seeing him do this. This is
2: a uh, much older Anakin Yes. Whereas Padme is a not-much-older Padme.
0: Yes, did not look like she aged a day. No, Ellie Land- Portman doesn't look like she's aged a day still, technically.
2: yeah still. It's kind of weird, though. Anakin grew up pretty quick, and Padme did not.
0: So, some themes. Let- let's get into the themes, because there's a lot of different themes going on and stuff going on in this movie. And, Ellie, I figured... You'd want to lead that charge because you have some stuff on that.
1: So one of the main themes that I noticed in the movie, of course, is Anakin's control over emotions. So just the, the typical control of emotions and the struggle for him, being that he is a um, he is a Jedi and they're supposed to have control over that stuff. Um, of course, especially
0: out- anger, hate, and fear, which he seems to exhibit a lot in this movie
1: and the um the main one of course is forbidden love
0: dun dun dun
1: you know you have the the love story between padme and anakin throughout the movie obviously it's a huge struggle um they both seem to want to love each other him more obsessed i think than about her than she is about him um I think she has feelings for him at that point, but not to the level, I think, that he has. So, you're
0: talking about the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, you know, and and, and that's kind of starts the downfall of him because he gets borderline obsessed with her. He just doesn't understand, you know, why it can't work. I mean, you have to be careful with, because emotions, attachment can lead to obsession.
0: Clouds your judgment.
1: Yep, and... And they're allowed to have compassion, yes. But they're not supposed to necessarily love.
2: And let's not forget, Padme gets uncomfortable when Anakin watches her sleep.
0: Yeah, that was such <laughs> well, an <who> awkward. <laughs> there's so many awkward moments, and I know that you kind of when we were pre-discussing this, you. I'm sure you're going to say it after I'm done making the statement. There was so many awkward moments where she's like, "I don't like you looking at me like that," or I don't "I'm like,
1: uncomfortable." Yeah, yeah.
0: And then she's in love with him? I mean, is it...
1: Well, that's the whole forbidden love. I think she wants to give in to her feelings, but she has a duty as a senator, and he has a duty as a Jedi, and so she can't, you know, she's she's trying to not go into that because she feels like her duty outweighs her, you know. Yes. Her feelings, so. But apparently they just decide, screw it, and just (laughs) go for it
0: eventually yes
2: Anakin, I, it, Anakin's kind of a stalker it,
0: yeah <laughs> really like I said it's just awkward comments he makes and it just kind of all of a sudden she's like I love you when they're on Naboo so right
1: and, and I well and, it's
0: it's hinted at on Naboo it's hinted at when they're on tattooing and then it's kind of confirmed when they're on Geonosis. when she's like I've been dying every day since you've come back into my life
1: well and speaking of stalker to go off of of Rob's stuff is I keep I can't forget, it keeps coming into my mind, how she makes the comment of the, oh, Annie, I still remember you as that little boy, but then she can be attracted <laughs> to him, so it's kind of weird, too. So, it kind of goes both ways.
0: <laughs> well, don't forget, Jar Jar also said, oh, little Annie! Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, So some weird. some other thing. I mean, I know that there's probably a few more things, but one I want to go on real quick is the political side of this, which... Apparently, watching these movies again has given me a new sort of light into the. Everyone complains about all the political stuff, but I'm like, you know what? Why don't I watch it and you know try to watch it with that storyline in mind? And I truly think that this is showing the downfall of the democracy that is created within the movie. By each step of you know what how it's failing. Uh, They mention that Nuke Gunray has been you know indicted or you know charged several times. But somehow it keeps getting away because the Senate can't very really lock it down. Uh, once again, there's more um, systems going over to the Trade Federation and going to the separatists. Very um, U.S. during the civ- pre-Civil War times. you know. Obviously, there's a divide that is becoming because they feel that the Senate isn't doing enough and isn't helping or supporting their systems. So they're going to somebody who they feel will. Another theme that's very present, and is always present in Star Wars, because it's very blatant, is, of course, Germany and Hitler. Chancellor, I mean, Chancellor Palpatine's rise to power, I mean, he gained more power in this movie, because of Jar Jar Binks and the whole, you know, giving him the ability to have, you know, the power to make decisions without the Senate being able to vote on it, which allows them to use the cloned army, which, as we spoke of earlier, Cypher Diaz created... And apparently there is, if if you look into the Star Wars mythos, it does explain that whole entire storyline of how the clones got created, you know, why he was involved, Dooku was involved in that too. But it's not mentioned in the movie, so we're not going to really touch on it too much here. Because, once again, in the movie, it doesn't really explain who Cipher Diaz was and why he created the army. I just thought that was interesting how it shows, once again, the continuing degrading of the Senate and allowing for someone like Palpatine to seize complete power and turn it over into an empire, whereas in Episode Three we're going to hear, so this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause, because they they feel that the, all the systems feel that threatened or that need for this. But of course, the Senate now has a military; they're now a military force as well, and the Jedi's are going to lead that apparently.
1: Well, and and I'd like to. Kind of piggyback off of the Jar Jar um, mm-hmm. thing. I I think, like with Jar Jar, um, I think it's funny if you go back to episode one. Yeah. And you know how... We have to
0: go so far back, by the way.
1: Yeah, I... Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you go back to episode one, and you know the reason why Jar Jar was originally just out and about running in the field is because he was Banished. exiled. Yeah. Yes. And... Why was he banished?
0: Uh, he messed with the... I well, think not it, specifically. Oh, just Just for he's b- bad luck. Yeah.
1: Like, he's, he was always messing up things, and he He knocked just, over
0: the boss's, like, headdress or something, <laughs> I think. It, I, I think, think he just
2: says he was clumsy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he just always... Bad stuff happened around him. Mm-hmm. So, you can kind of keep that... I feel like that was almost sh- uh, foreshadowing, too, because then... What is he kind of to the Jedi Order... He's, he's, you know, we, they saved him and wanted to take him on. And now he's just as bad luck because him standing in for Senator Amidala, basically, he's the, vo- he, well, he's he, he the, was the he's reason the, the, the motion, yes, the motion was given to start to be able to have um, him get supreme, um, Palpatine get supreme powers. Um, he was the reason, you know, like we said, for the motion to start to give Palpatine supreme powers. Which indirectly was responsible for the fall of the Old Republic. So, once again... The New
0: Republic. Yeah.
1: He was, like, extremely bad luck. (laughs) And apparently
0: there is a conclusion to his storyline and what happens to him after Episode 3. But we'll save that for our discussion on the expanded universe stuff. And, you know, what happens outside the movies. Discussion, which we'll be having soon. Um... Yeah, like I said, some other themes. You said that hatred and fear, or something that's in here.
1: Well, I don't. Yeah, and when um, you know when Anakin went to hunt down the Tusken Raiders, mm-hmm. um, it was it was interesting because they claim I, I've I've read some stuff and and I need to kind of go back and watch it again to to see. Um, I don't know if you all noticed it, but there they say that Qui Gon's voice can yes. be heard in the background.
0: Yes. Um, I, I when, didn't
1: notice it, but... When
0: Yoda is feeling the yeah. effects of what's happening, you hear Qui-Gon yelling.
1: Right, and so now, that was his Force ghost.
0: Apparently. Trying
1: to get him to calm it down because he was afraid if he continued and did what he did, that it would be like a downward spiral I'm gonna, for
0: him. I'm going to break the rules real quick <laughs> and talk about Episode 3 because I did watch the beginning of that today just to have a comparison for the... Um, graphics and the you know the special effects they used in each movie to see if how much they improved there's a part where um palpatine near the beginning of the movie after the duel with count dooku this is of course episode three i'm talking about for a split second since it's relevant to this where he says remember what you told me about the Tuscan Raiders and you can hear like the her Tuscan Raider sound like really <laughs> softly in the background. Oh wow. And I'm like is that supposed to be funny or I don't know it just it's so awkward it to is, put in there.
2: Oh Anytime I hear the Tuscan Raiders sound. I'm,
0: it's so awkward.
2: <laughs> okay, after this we're not going to go off topic again, but you guys see fanboys
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene
2: at the end with the Tusken Raider in the movie theater during the 20th century Fox logo. Like, for some reason when I saw that, I died laughing. And now (laughs) I just, I laugh anytime I hear the Tusken Raider sound effect.
0: All right. Well, like I said, I'm sorry to jump ahead of movie, but you mentioning that Qui-Gon thing made me think of that. Because I heard that sound, and I'm sitting there, like, looking around. I'm like, was that, was that that for real? (laughs) But yes, it is Yoda's sitting there, and you, and Qui-Gon is yelling, Anakin, Anakin, and that is supposedly his force ghost, yes. Okay. So that is interesting.
2: Seems a a good view of the fear leads to anger thing.
0: Anger leads to hate, hate yeah. leads to...
2: Because he essentially goes to tattooing because he, he's cause fe- of fear. Yeah,
0: because of fear of what's happened to his mother, and he keeps on bringing up he can't sleep, you know. All this stuff, and so he goes there once again. Throughout this passionate love story that's going on, I don't think you heard the gigantic the
2: galaxy. <laughs> I
0: don't think you heard the giant quotation fingers I use for the love story part. I, I'm sorry, I'm being hard on that love story, but it's it's just weirdly written. And Star Wars isn't known for its writing qualities.
2: It's at still times. A, still a better love story than Twilight.
0: <clears throat> but the thing I wanted to mention is this is a very interesting. Thing with themes of what's going on with Anakin when his mother when they're burying his mother he makes a very interesting statement he says that you know th- I, I wasn't strong enough to save you and I know we're kind of jumping ahead once again to episode 3 but what is he trying to do in episode 3 gain more power so he can stop someone else from dying so I did not notice watching it before that there's this stuff that there was they were seeding that that early
2: yeah, it's that, foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, it yeah. is. I didn't it's one of those things I guess I didn't notice it when I watched it originally that they were seeding it back then. That that happens on Tatooine and everything, and like I said, the whole thing on Geonosis is, is weird because another theme is of course the Sith, you know, trying to overthrow each other. What is Count Dooku trying to do when he has Obi-Wan there? He's trying to convince him to join him so they can overthrow his master and to seize power from him. So I'm just like, it's once again the whole, you know, one, craves, one has power, one craves power in the Sith. And that's shown there once again. But yeah, so I guess that sort of covers a lot of the themes in this movie. Oh, and of course, war. War is an obvious thing, like the pre, prelude to war and then it actually starting too. Right. The March of War. So, impact on the series.
2: As far as the impact on the whole series, I like every Star Wars movie. This movie is probably the least important.
0: I know in the machete method it was mentioned that this one is where you should start and just skip one. I don't know. There's a lot in this
2: movie that you just kind of have to sit through. like...
1: Like season four of Naruto? Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Um. Your face. A hey, wide
0: I'm- miss, Ellie. Actually correct, but a wide, <laughs> wide miss.
2: We, we should not cut this out at all. No, it's not. Hey, let's we-
0: let's let's go on. Let's let's move this along. Um.
2: What's. What- <laughs> The, what are we talking uh, about again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, um, you were discussing epi- this, this, this oh, episode yeah, not being... Oh yeah, impact on the series, yeah. yeah.
2: So there's this movie, like, it's, it has the least impact on the series of all the six, mo- six movies, or, you know... Eight, technically. Whatever. Well, Eight,
0: soon to be nine.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know kind of the least impact i mean it shows it starts to it starts a story about a republic that turns into the empire and that story kind of starts in this movie but we don't really see it get to where it is until episode three
0: um my impacts on the series are you kind of get an origin to boba fett which I mean, I don't know about you guys. I think this might be a in our light discussion section, but I don't, I don't know. It just him being a clone of Django Fett was kind of just a thing for me. It, it wasn't like I, I didn't need that. I feel Boba Fett is a cooler character. The less I know about him,
2: yeah, it's also a backstory to a side character.
0: It is that, like, like I said, it was kind of. I, I feel that this movie is fan-pandering. So, he actually, impact on the series. I feel that like this is the most fan-pandering movie at times. I know that you're probably... This, someone's going to come at me with The Force Awakens.
2: I already did.
0: You, you did before we recorded. But I'm just saying they put in the clones... The clone, well, well, basically, clone troopers, stormtroopers. They also had, you know, the origins for Boba Fett and it's, I don't know. It just felt Tusken like they were Raiders. Tusken Raiders. It felt like it was fan pandering at times. It also had a lot more Jedi battles, which I'm not saying that's a negative thing. I'm just saying it felt yeah. more. They pand- found
2: a way to bring C-3PO back.
0: Yes. And R2-D2 was in there. And I, I, I don't know. It just, like, like I said, I just feel like this one was a little bit more pandering at times. Oh, and the Death Star. The Death Star was technically introduced. The plans were on Geonosis and Dooku got him to take him back to Coruscant. That is something that's kind of vaguely important that the plans were there for this from way back even then. So, like I said, impact on the series. That's my thing on it. It kind of, it contributed a little bit. And like Rob said, it did help that story along of how a, I mean, how the democracy became an empire. Ellie, what do you think about the entire impact? I mean, no. you've you've discussed love and hate in this. So, do you think that this had a huge impact on that in the story?
1: No comment.
0: No comment. Yeah. All right. Are you just upset about your Naruto statement still?
1: <laughs> no, my Naruto statement was perfectly fine. All the anime fans out there will completely understand what I was trying to say with that. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Now we're going to move into probably the beef, <laughs> the beef of this influences. Um, Oh, sorry, my bad. Yes, Being influence. This
2: topic influences.
0: Sorry, thank you. I, I I would I,
1: like to take lead on this one. Thank you very much.
0: No problem. I accidentally skipped one down and went to open discussion.
1: <sighs> You're such a meanie face. I am. Okay. So I would like to say that there were a couple movies that were huge influences on this movie. All right. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia was one of them. All right. Um... You remember, I'm going to say this wrong, so I apologize. Theed Palace? Is it Theed? I don't. Thied, Thied?
0: You're, you're looking at me like I know. I don't, sadly. Why don't you
1: know? I don't know. Okay. Um, it was basically the, the like throne of royalty on Naboo. Um, uh-huh. But it was uh, filmed at Plaza de España, um, which is where for in Lawrence of Arabia is where they had the Cairo great Britain army headquarters. Um, in both the star Wars scene scenes from that same Plaza de España, um, were shot in a very similar style. So Lawrence of Arabia, which is really interesting, but that is an influence for the, the movie. And then the searcher, which was a John Wayne film. Oh. Um, a lot of, the like classical Western movies. There was a lot of um, influences throughout the series, actually in a lot of the different star Wars movies. But for this one in particular, you know how, when we were talking about Anakin and the Tusken Raiders, yes, which we like to reference a lot this time, the scene where he's looking over and into the camp to save his mother was a very similar. um, That scene was kind of modeled after a scene where John Wayne um, observes a Um, I'm going to say this wrong. I'm so sorry to Comanche, Comanche, Comanche Comanche camp to save his niece.
0: Fun fact about that scene. You do notice that tattooing also has two moons, apparently, as well as two sons. Just just something I noticed there that they have two moons on that planet as well.
2: The uh, scene from A New Hope where uh, Luke finds his aunt and uncle killed. That's also very similar to a scene in The Searchers. Hmm. It's been pointed out before.
1: Yeah, they they mentioned that um, The Searchers was an influence for a lot of Star Wars movies. You know, in different scenes throughout the series. Interesting. Yeah. So a little little bit of classical Western mixed into our sci-fi adventure.
0: And normally, Star Wars takes a lot from, I mean, classical Westerns, but also from um, samurai films and stuff like that, too. Which... I'm sure we'll get into when New Hope comes around and that will be more of a present thing there. I think this I think this move this one might be the official most references to another movie to other movies in the series.
2: Any movie where someone has to fight in a room and
0: arena. <laughs> There's that too. There's the arena fight. All right. So now I think we're going to get now officially we're going to get into the to the to the core of this discussion which I feel is the open discussion on this where we're going to really, I guess this is going to be the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. Cause there's a lot of stuff we've kind of touched on that. Now we're going to really get into
2: discussing first thing being Rob. Okay. So this movie's easy to tear apart. Cause it, it does kind of, it is, it, there's a lot that you kind of just have to force yourself to get through. But I will say about this movie, uh, once you get to the arena at the yes, end. Yes,
0: that, at that point, I feel that this movie just moves along.
2: Yeah, and it, be, it turns into a whole great action sequence. Because it starts off with uh, them not getting executed. Then the clones show up. Pretty much, like, the movie really ends with some great action scenes.
0: I, I really like the way that they filmed that because they used like the zoom in at times, like where it was on the battlefield looked like it was being shot with a, you know, person at a yeah. camera and would like zoom in on, you know, like a ship going by. I think that they did a very great job with that. The Jedi battle at the end where the Jedis were fighting and the yeah, arena was I really cool. I love that. The, I I mean, can you call it a fight between Django and uh, Mace? No. no, not really. No, no, I mean that 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 was pretty, Oops. pretty one-sided. It
2: is pretty cool though when uh, Jenga kills the giant rhinoceros. Oh yeah, where he just
0: does the <laughs> one shot. One shots Headshot. Yeah. Um. So what 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 stuff? I mean, Ellie, what's what, what's some of the stuff that we haven't talked about yet that that you'd like to bring up?
1: I mean. Um... Just anything?
0: Yeah, it's open discussion time, except for not our final thoughts.
1: Oh, okay. Well, one thing I would like to list that I think it's interesting of a couple people that tried out for the part of Anakin.
0: Ooh, you always come in with these, like, <laughs> really... I, I try to just look at the movie, and you're like, what can I grab that's nice? Has-
1: I know, it's the girl in me. I'm like, oh, fun facts. Well, um, the, the late Paul Walker. Oh. And um, Ryan Phillips. I always say his name wrong. Is it Felipe or Felipe or? I'll go with Felipe.
2: Pronounce Felipe. Okay. I'll go with Felipe.
1: Okay, so both of those I thought was very interesting that they both were up for the role. Interesting. Of Anakin and and the older Anakin. Yes.
2: Ryan Felipe might have been able to hit the stalker Anakin on the nose better <laughs> than Hayden.
0: I don't know. He's don't pretty know. creepy though on that.
1: Yeah, he was in the. I know what you did last summer. Was wasn't that him? Yeah, he's thing? also
2: in Cruel Intentions where. Oh yes, he was. He has a bet where he gets to bang his stepsister if he wins. Ugh.
1: Fun times. Well, and one other I really thought was really cool. I thought that was exciting. You know how a lot of movies have them set up where they'll have like cameos and that yes. kind of thing with people in the background. Yes. Um, when they go to the Outlander Club, which is that. The sports bar on Oh Coruscant. yeah yeah yeah. Um, a couple people that were in the background that you may not have noticed um, was Ahmed Best, who is the Jar Jar Binks. The, the Oh the, guy the actual that voices it, and um, Anthony Daniels is also in that in that background scene as well. So,
0: so the guy who does C three PO. Correct. Awesome.
1: Yes. Oh, um, I thought that was really neat.
0: I know that there's a fun one since if you're going to do this for Episode Three, there's a fun one in there too.
1: Okay. So. See if I find it. Yes. (laughs) Challenge accepted.
0: Um, no. so my... Hold on. Let me get my notes back up. So, my, like, kind of open discussion thing is what you guys... I mean, I know this should be something in episode three that we should discuss. Stop
1: talking about episode three.
0: I'm just going to mention it now.
1: You've already mentioned two things from episode (laughs) three.
0: (laughs) All right. The rotating villain. Yeah Like, the like, I mean, of course you got, you know, the Emperor. But then you've got, like, a rotating, you know, adversary that they actually fight. Because, I mean, the first one you had Maul. And this one you have Dooku. Like, does anyone else... How, what, how do you guys feel about that rotating villain? Or do you think it should have been one villain... Like, one villain... One apprentice through the entire time.
1: I guess they're just trying to keep it fresh. So people don't get bored. But, I don't know.
2: I mean, it... I never really thought about, but I mean, like, you had to have a villain for two, like, you couldn't just have, like, bad guys for the sake of bad guys. You needed, like, you needed someone to fight with a lightsaber at the end.
0: But couldn't it have been, could Maul have, well, he survives, according to canon, but... I mean, I... Could you have had Maul in that position? I I
2: kind of get annoyed when they kill characters and then they're not really dead so i'm glad they and who better to bring in than christopher lee i see
0: i'm not i'm not arguing his character but of course we're gonna i'm gonna jump to episode three again he bites it and then you have grievous and of course sidious himself so it's i don't know know. it's just i just don't i
2: definitely like count dooku better than grievous
0: I Grievous was interesting. I just thought he would be like an interesting kind of side character, which he kind of is. And I don't know, the the villain rotation in the in the prequels is kind of weird. I guess it's because in the original Star Wars you have such a, you have Vader and right. the Emperor, and you know a few generals who rotate through. But it's just you have those two main villains and bounty hunters. So I mean, Job I, of
2: the hut. yeah. So it's yes. kind of
0: so it's kind of different to have it this way, to where there's like rotating main baddie. That's the assistant to the big baddie or the apprentice to the big
2: baddie. I don't know. I never gave it much thought. I'm just, okay, here's the bad guy (laughs) for the movie. Yeah.
1: That's who it is this time.
0: Um, another thing that's kind of, I guess can be mentioned here is the music Mm -hmm. I think is very interesting. This, there's a few homages and this is something that we did not mention in the first one, which we should have. Right. Music is very important in this series. There is a few homages to of course, Vader's music the Duel of Fates, and this one I think is very important, the Imperial March, when it shows the troopers. Right. So that was, I think, a very interesting way to, you know, emphasize certain scenes and kind of give a call. Well, technically, a call back, but also at the same time foreshadowing.
2: Um, The love scene music in the movie (laughs) is surprisingly really good. Like, it almost should have been used for, like a better love story, but this the scene at the end where they're, like, playing the music while they're, like, going into the arena and Padme's, like... Yeah. You, you know, Anakin's like, you said destroy our lives, and she's like, our lives are already gonna be destroyed. Like, that... That moment had a pretty good impact with help from the music, making it a lot more dramatic than the actors did.
0: <laughs> I guess now we'll move into... Anyone else got any...
2: All right, so one issue I do really have with one scene in this movie is the chase scene between uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jenga Fett. I don't like that they go through an asteroid field because as C-3PO says in Empire Strikes Back, the odds of successfully navigating through an asteroid field is approximately 320 to 1. 320 million, I think it is. I don't know, but anyway. Some
0: number to 1.
2: So, you know, like, it was kind of a real last resort thing for Han Solo to fly through an asteroid field. And in this movie, they go... You know, it's not a technical asteroid field. It's asteroids in a ring around a planet. So I guess, like... Maybe it's it's less hectic, but it, it really kind of takes away from the epicness of the Han going into an asteroid field last resort thing from Empire when Obi-Wan and Jenga Fett fly through asteroids just because they kind of can.
0: I feel like that's kind of fan pandering, though, to have another asteroid field fight.
2: It's fan pandering, but it also really takes away from the original scene. I think. Which, once again, that's why the machete method works best. Yeah, I think the scene at the beginning is interesting, where Anakin and Obi Wan are hired to uh, protect—or not hired, but they're brought in to protect Padme.
0: Yeah, this and, is that's interesting because I mean, what do Jedi really do? They they seem like a master of all and, trades, apparently. Yeah.
2: Anakin, they wear all hats. Yeah. Anakin says investigation is implied because this is a job for local security. And then Obi-Wan's like, you will learn my young Padawan. You're wrong. Blah, blah, blah. But then when they actually try to assassinate Amidala, it's Obi-Wan that jumps out the window and grabs on the little droid thing. And I think that's the most over-the-top scene in the whole okay. movie is when Obi-Wan jumps out the window. So... Like, this
0: is something interesting so jango fett hires a bounty hunter who then uses a droid to try to off padme
2: bounty hunter hires a bounty, bounty
0: hunter. hunter who then uses a droid but then the droid for some reason goes directly back to her i, I don't know that's that's just something it's like wouldn't it fly off anywhere else or it's like oh crud yeah. i got this guy on me well, better if it's g-.
1: programmed to return guess- to its but he
0: why?
2: not expect Obi Wan to jump out the freaking window yeah. after it?
0: Mm. Yeah. that's just I don't know. That that it, it's <laughs> just a funny.
2: And yeah. I then, kind of I laugh at that scene. Just well, it, the it whole is chase is
0: the whole chase is ridiculous. I I mean it's good. It's just kind of ridiculous because there's the part where Anakin jumps out of the the car thing, and
1: and Obi- I'll say it before and I'll say it again. I'm sorry. It's very. Similar to um, Fifth Element, yeah. Yeah, it's just I just when when I first saw that scene, I immediately thought of Fifth Element.
0: Well, I'm saying car, but it's the whatever the transport they're in,
1: whatever. Which
0: by the way, they fly by somebody who looks like Saboba. Is is that supposed to be Saboba in the car where he gets all ticked off? Because there's a Doug in a like a vehicle that gets all ticked off that he almost got. Like he's in a taxi. But I'm just saying, it's just kind of a random throw-in thing there. He jumps out, and then Obi-Wan looks down and goes, I hate it when he does that, which is implying that this is something he does regularly. Also, earlier in the chase, they went through those power couplings, and he said, he made a comment then to Anakin about, what. how many times have I told you don't fly through power couplings? How many times do they have speed chases through Coruscant?
2: Apparently, at least two or three times a day on a uh, regular...
0: I don't know, that, that's, that's just me nitpicking this movie and the chase scene, which, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's just kind of a, it's, it's a nice way to get how into How many the times action.
2: has Anakin lost his lightsaber? That is another <laughs> thing
0: that consistently <laughs> happens in this movie.
2: And Obi-Wan just always hears it back, like, how many times have I told you not to lose it?
0: And then he, and when he's in the facility, he get, I mean, when he's in the factory, he gets it destroyed and he's like, oh, Obi-Wan's going to kill me. Also, there's foreshadowing there of his hand getting stuck, and that's the same hand that does get cut off. This movie, in the movie. Yeah, this movie has a lot of foreshadowing in it. Um, I guess another thing is the Yoda versus Dooku fight. What did you guys think of that? Because that was the first time you got to um, see Yoda fight.
1: It was pretty cool. I like the way they didn't go right into the fighting
0: it was a build-up. I, build I
1: kind of liked the build-up of the, the force powers being used before. It, it was it
0: was a true, like, master versus master yeah. thing where it's like, let me use the force, see if I can stop with that. Oh, they're both equally matched.
1: Yeah, well, and he says that. Yeah. He was like, we can't determine this by using... I can't remember exactly what he says, but he basically says that. So.
0: Also, another interesting thing, you find out that... Dooku was Qui Gon's master, mm-hmm. and that Yoda was Dooku's master in this. Not that it really, I don't think has any relevance after this movie. Or
1: that's just neat the way they're all connected.
0: Yeah, like it, it is the show. You know, different generations of
1: yeah.
0: how, who's trained who.
1: I remember I
2: actually saw Episode Two on my sixteenth birthday. Um, I remember walking out of the theater and. Seeing Yoda fight with a lightsaber was all we talked about. Yeah, like it, it that, wasn't... That's what we left the movie talking about. Seeing
0: was, it for the first time, I think that was an awesome scene. It's still cool now, but compared to some stuff that happens right. later...
2: The problem is, after that, we saw Yoda fight with a lightsaber a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Now it just... It, it's not as impressive to watch now, but when you first saw it, and you saw, like, Yoda actually had a lightsaber, like, it was... It was a happy moment in the movie theater.
0: Interesting. All right, so now we're going to have our final thoughts, and we've got a quick announcement at the end that Ellie will be doing for us about the next thing we'll be covering, because there is a correction to that. We've decided to change up the thing a little bit, and she'll explain that in a moment. But our final thoughts on Attack of the Clones.
2: It's a blockbuster. It's not. Um, it's not a life-changing movie. But at the same time, if you're just flipping in a movie to watch something, it's a pretty entertaining watch. You gotta sit through, you know, it's a good movie to clean your house while watching, and by the time you're done, like, you'll hit the right action scenes, or, you know, movie to have on while you're doing your laundry.
1: I can kind of, I can agree with that.
2: But
0: then you really got, miss who, um,
2: I don't mean that in a bad way. Yes, I, <laughs> I do like this movie. Um, in fact, I'll, I'm one of the ones who likes it better than Episode One. Like, I didn't really cringe that much at any, except for maybe some of the sand talk and. But um, yeah, it's a blockbuster. But it's inter- it's entertaining.
0: I'll go next. Ellie will be last on this one. Oh, gosh. No pressure. Um, My final thoughts on this are if I were to rank all the Star Wars, this would probably be at the lowest point for me.
1: You're so basic.
0: Whatever. (laughs) Um, I just, it needed to do, it it had to set up stuff. And I think that's its flaw is it was trying to juggle too many things at once at certain points Mm -hmm. in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I felt the action scenes at the end, like I said, I feel like we all agreed that the, from the arena battle on, was solid. Yes. Everything leading up to that was kind of like a hit or miss moments. I I feel like they were trying to pander too much at times. So that's my thing is, if you're watching all of them, you do need to watch this because it does have some important plot points in it. But I feel it could probably be trimmed down some because it, it does, it feels long. So that's my final thoughts.
1: I kind of agree with both of you on certain points. Um,
0: now disagree with us and make us all angry.
1: No, I don't. That's not me. Okay. <laughs> um, Rob, I agree with his point about the, it's a movie that I could have on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. And I'm like, Oh, this part's coming up and I'll watch it. And then I might do something for a little bit. Cause I'm like, eh. and, and with you zinger, um I also agree with it could be shortened. So I think it would be a better movie if it was trimmed down a little bit. Um you know, I feel like they beat us in the head over the love story. Um do I think it's kind of an interesting love story? Yes. Do I think that they over and over and over explained everything? Yes. So that's that's my problem is just they focus so much on the love story and not enough about the the coming war and and more of those awesome scenes like at the end of the movie. So, it was okay. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a blockbuster. Um, but, I, you know, it was entertaining enough. But definitely not my favorite. Or one of my favorites.
0: Alright, with that, um, we're going to wrap this up today. This has been our discussion slash review slash, I don't know, whatever we're doing. for. Or, this has been our Star Wars <laughs> episode for Episode 2. Right. Attack the Clones. And, Ellie, you have an announcement that we need to make about a scheduling issue that has come up involving our next episode.
1: I wouldn't know if I would say issue, um, but I was thinking about it, and I just figured that we should go ahead and do episode three first. Mm -hmm. So, in April, our Star Wars episode will be episode three, so we can finish that original, not original, excuse me, so we could finish the prequel trilogy. Trilogy. Um, and then in May, we will do the Expanded Universe discussion.
0: Which can be, we haven't decided 100% on what that's going to be, but well, it's going it to be. be
1: comic books, video games.
0: TV the, shows. The
1: Clone Wars TV shows, maybe Rebels.
0: Yes. Now, don't forget, um, there's going to be technically kind of two of those.
1: Right. So we can so, break it up into like.
0: So if there's something we don't cover in that one, don't get angry. Let us know,
1: and we can make sure to bring it up in the other one. Bingo! Yeah, exactly.
0: In our first episode, we did mention that we were going to be doing that next, but we decided to switch up the order. So with that, what are some of the best ways to listen to us?
1: Uh, well, you can check us out at SoundCloud. SoundCloud, zing this.
0: You can find us on iTunes, Zingness. Give us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it. You can also find us on Facebook. Zingness. You can find us on Twitter.
1: At Zingness.
0: You can find us on Instagram at Zingness Podcast. You can also find us playing games on Twitch.
1: Occasionally. Do-
0: occasionally. Twitch.tv slash Zingness. You can also find us on YouTube, Zingness.
1: And Stitcher.
0: And uh, tuned in. Mm-hmm. And you can also, if you want to help support the podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Zingness. And finally, if you would like to get to us, get in contact with us directly, you can always get us at
1: Zingness at com.
0: Finally, send us an email. DJ Golden Boy,
2: play us out.
1: 89.
2: I want to go home and rethink my life. will learn your place, my young Padme <laughs> and... Padawan. Padle, <laughs> I said Padme. <laughs> my Paddle- young Padme. And...